Hi, let's just have a chat. G'day and welcome to the Farms Vice podcast with your host, Jack Creswell. Whether you farm it, service it, or just love it, this podcast is for you. We'll bring you the techniques and technologies you can implement into your day straight from the leaders and innovators themselves. Spread the farm's advice so that we can reach more farmers right across Australia. Follow us on all of your socials at Farms Advice and let's get into this episode. Well, Holly, Paul Adoran, welcome to the Farms Advice podcast. Great to have you. Are you calling in from Broken Hill? I am in Broken Hill. I flew back from Dubbo this morning and um, had the delight of having a bit of delay and hanging out in Dubbo a little bit longer, but I've had a, you know, a really good few days speaking to businesses in Dubbo and back home in Broken Hill today. Amazing. So, Paula, before we get into it, tell us a bit about yourself, your connection to Australian agriculture and how you landed yourself in the role you are today. Sure. So I am the daughter of potato and dairy and onion and garlic farmers from Western Victoria. Um, my mum and dad had a small farm um, around the volcanic region of Red Rock out of Colac in the Western District. Um, and I've been born and raised around farming country. Um, I got a cadetship at the Colac Herald as a young 18-year-old um, in my hometown. I think I harassed the local editor every school holidays until I got a job and had a three-year cadetship and always felt really passionate about farming. So um, mum and dad were off the farm by the time I was around. I'm the youngest of five children and I, I didn't have much time on the farm at all, but I always feel really passionate about farming in any role that I do. And yep. I've basically had a, a career of about 26 years as a journalist specialising in agriculture. So worked for ABC Rural as their first online producer when it was called New Media. And I also worked, I was the first Australian digital journalist at the age. So I've always been at the cutting edge of journalism, but also with a, a very agricultural um, focus. And when I crossed to the dark side, as journalists do, I um, I got a job as the communications manager for the Australian Banana Growers Council in Brisbane, um, which serviced the whole um, banana industry in Australia. And I also then worked um, prior to that in dairy, the Dairy Australia. So I've I've moved from journalism. Um, I, I actually I forgot a major part of agriculture. I accidentally married a grazier out of Broken Hill, so I came up to Broken Hill as a young journo for uh, one month, accidentally stayed eight years and married a cowboy because I think I'd watched McLeod's Daughters and I thought it was really romantic. So um, I was still waiting for the champagne in the cattle trough though a few years later and realised that McLeod's Daughters has got a lot to answer for, but um, it still, it didn't uh, wane my enthusiasm. And while I lived on the cattle station with my ex-husband, I launched a website called Accidentally Outback and that was really successful at the time. So I've always been a real advocate for the bush. Absolutely. I'm intrigued. What year was it new media came about for ABC? Oh, now you're going to age me. Uh, so 1999, I got a job. I went to, I, I lived in East Timor as a volunteer, which is a whole other story. And I came back um, to Melbourne, Ballarat, and got a job at the ABC Ballarat studio as a digital um, specialist there. I think 1999 at the start of 99 yep. was when I worked at the age and now I'm feeling really old. 
Amazing, but you've had a fair bit of experience across different sort of regions, like the banana growers and also their um their associations. They're pretty innovative in what they do as well. I think they're cool. Um, they're amazing. Yeah, look, I think there's farming and then there's farming. You know, you really get an education in every field. Um, when I was at the ABC, I one of the highlights of my career was uh, a cotton grower in Jandawi in Queensland was absolutely totally fatigued from being... Um, criticised for working in that industry. And so he came to one of our presenters and said, look, how do we educate people about what we actually do on the land? And so we created a project called Grow Your Own, which was a season in the lifetime of his cotton farm where we had listeners to Bush Telegraph vote on how we raise that cotton crop. And we actually had a commercial cotton crop at the end and my role was doing the digital farm, so creating the virtual farm online. And it just won award after award because it was it was the first of its kind. And it was really, you know, I was on the ground in Jandawi when we harvested or we, when we picked the crop. And we had people flying in, listeners flying in from Sydney to be part of it. Like, it was incredible. Yeah, that's a true connection there. And they did pretty similar there. I don't know if you heard about it. Hermadale, the school there, I think they had 150 acres or something. And then they processed and got their flower back, which was all... A very good story for the kids there, but even more so for people getting in touch with agriculture, I think it's pretty important. Absolutely. And I mean, when I was growing up, I could climb the fence and I would be on the dairy farm behind our house, you know, and I, I thought I was really helpful. I used to feed the cows when they were getting milked, but, you know, I probably didn't do too much at all to help. I just thought I was. But at least I still had that connection to farming, even when we were off farm, that there's a real disconnection now to what farmers do and in the project that I've launched in Rocket part of what I really wanted to do was actually get workers onto farms in a safe manner but give them a virtual tour of what they were going to yep. so that they could so they could avoid culture shock physical risk um, so that the retention rates were higher like it's all you know every part of your life leads to the, the current moment and the, the feeling that I've got with the project that I've just launched is that Everything I've learned along the way is, you know, trying to put those skills towards a product that helps people. Yeah, so you've literally created your own sort of virtual for people looking for roles into it. So let's launch into it, Rocket. Tell us about Rocket. Um, you just touched on it a little bit. What is it? Who is it for? And how did it all start? So Rocket, it's R-O-C-K-T without the E. And it's basically a recruitment app that's like Tinder for jobs. Yep. in that it matches the job to the job seeker. It started, um, one of the inspirations behind it was when I was working for the banana industry in Brisbane and we were getting seasonal workers onto farms in northern Queensland and there actually there were real safety issues involved but also the culture shock was high so they just wouldn't last on farm. Um, so I was thinking pre-COVID about putting together an app that would give people an idea of where they were going, so give a, a virtual tour of the farm, um, see the accommodation, look at the job and use an app in your phone rather than a desktop to yep. show everything you can to give that feeling of this is what the job is. It's not just a remote rom romantic scene. Um, it's actually hard work, but if you're prepared, then please come and do this job, you know, that sort of detail. And then we had COVID and basically the whole world is short-staffed. Every industry is short-staffed. And even... 
in the last two years, I've been traveling a lot to Mildura and there's literally chalkboards out the front of restaurants saying the whole world is short stuff. Be kind to us. Like, you know, people are really struggling. So Rocket began as something to get seasonal workers on farms safely. That's evolved now to be a cross-sector, all-encompassing app, including um, representing volunteers. Amazing. And how did you come up with the name Rocket? I'm intrigued about that one. It's all about, um, it's very cheesy. It's just, it's about rapid uplift. So, yeah. you know, picture a, an office worker dreaming of escaping, you know, to, to their next adventure and it's, you know, quick get me out of here type stuff. But it's, it's you know, all of those puns that we can use like rocket fuel and launching yeah. and the feeling you get from rapid uplift, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I think it's a cracking name and coming back to, it's pretty similar to Tinder, We've had a few comments on the podcast about making agriculture a little bit sexier and maybe Rocket's just the piece of the puzzle that gets people into it. Um, and also I think that shock, probably not something that everyone goes to or thinks about and then why our turn rate um, is so high, especially within the seasonal jobs. They get there for a week and it's like, this is not for me. Maybe they didn't have the download of what's going on um, for that. And that sort of leads me into what's the problem with recruitment in agriculture at the moment for you to have rocket um is it purely just on the shock or how does it solve the problem i don't think i don't i mean there's there are people and there are organizations and businesses who are doing things really well yeah. so you can't just advertise a job and expect that people are going to move their lives to go to that job and Clearly in, in regional Australia where the, there's actually great opportunity, there's also those the number of jobs that are going unfilled. You need to market those roles. It's not about posting a role. You need to, to have recruitment marketing, but you also need to market the whole region. So, there's you know, COVID's given us so many opportunities for regional migration, but you need to sell it. You need to sell the lifestyle that people are coming to and make it real. Um, even so in Broken Hill, there's there's an abundance of mine work here. So mining, agriculture, it's all, this is the lifeblood of, of life out here. However, it's the it's the organisations and the businesses who are marketing themselves yep. that are getting the workers because it's a worker's choice. It's a, it's a job seeker's market at the moment. And unless businesses market themselves, offer a good wage and good conditions and treat their workers well, they're just not going to keep them. So it comes down to the marketing. And it, and in my view, the video marketing via social media is absolutely key. Absolutely. I, like I've seen a lot of really good examples of it, but also a lot of poor ones that could do a bit of work on their end to sit, make it that bit more attractive. Um, or it doesn't need high-scale sort of production, does it? It just needs to be put into it, uh, maybe the daily routine, what's happening with that job currently. Um, and then Rocket can sort of enable that from your end. What what are the sort of key triggers or differences on Rocket? Um, what are we uploading as a business? Um, so there's, you basically can paint a whole picture. So Rocket creates a shop front for both the job seeker and the job poster. And both of them can put video, photos, website links. Like it's, it's almost like your full... Um, the face to the public is what we can present within Rocket. 
but also once you've matched with a candidate and you want to do video chats, you can do that, but you can then extend that to doing virtual farm tours. So it can it can stay in the app. Um, one thing that people aren't, I think another thing that we're doing wrong, Jack, just to, to actually go back to your last question as well, uh, the mistake that we make in Australia, and it's in all aspects of rural life, is that we segregate and create a siloed approach. So between different state governments and territories, yeah. different industries, when a backpacker comes to Australia and they want to find work, there are just so many options that it's a flooded market. There are industry websites, there are state government websites, and we don't have a single source of truth where a backpacker can come and just find a whole gamut of work. Um, so that that's a challenge as well because we're not thinking about making it easy for visitors to use um, a platform to find the work they need. Um, in terms of the visual of Rocket, the, the mix that we've pr promoted is a mix between Facebook, Instagram, Tinder. So it, it is um, Tinder-like in the fact that it matches you based on your search criteria, but it's also really visual and that's that's what we're looking at with the next generation of job seekers. Everything is in their phone um, and the visual aspect is really strong. So the old-fashioned newspaper model where we post an ad and a job and then have to respond to that, it's its its like the dinosaur of recruitment. Well, it's where social media is already trended towards creating these short, short sort of films, videos for our consumption as consumers. Um, but for agriculture to take that up as well is pretty important for it. And for employers getting the right people, how can they best put their uh, foot forward? Because I get a lot of messages actually about finding people for farm hands or something like that. And like I just lead them to the general sort of job boards out there, sort of tend away from the newspapers because I don't see that works too much or something like that. How can people put their best foot forward with Rocket? What are they needing um, on there? In terms of the, the businesses looking for workers, um, they can, it's really simple. They've got the phone can answer all those problems. So even if you're not a big corporate and you're a small farmer and you're looking for a farmhand, just, you know, take lots of really good photos, film a video on your phone and post that in, in your profile. And most of all, look after your workers. So be really clear on what the expectations are from the start and be really professional about it. I think um, the days of having someone just pop over and do a contract, you know, that's probably waning. We've got expectations and a, a level of professionalism that people have to meet if they want to retain workers. So even like a, a small farm looking for someone needs to have a level of professionalism to sell themselves. For people on the platform, who's currently using it and, who, like, who's it best suited to region-wise um, sort of industry sectors? What's that? So I've launched it just quietly in Broken Hill to test it out. It's yep. like building an app is like building a house. You work really hard and you work with the builders and then suddenly it gets built and you realise it's a, a leaky roof and you have to fix that. So it's been, you know, it's been character building, Jack. Um but I may have aged a bit, actually. I, I, I looked 30 before um, the app was built. Um, but look, we've, we've just quietly tested it here um, with businesses in hand. The first job that we posted, ironically, for someone in the outback, 
was looking for a camellia for the Silverton Camel Farm. Um, and then we've had um, other pub jobs and other mining jobs posted in there as well. We've had about 100 downloads in two weeks, which is fantastic because we haven't really marketed yep. that hard. Um, but the camellia certainly caught everyone's attention, which was fantastic and a really good, you know, job to launch uh, an Outback platform. So what we'll do from now on is, is spread that footprint and move to Mildura where there's a need for lots of seasonal workers and across to Dubbo and the Central West where there's a, a huge amount of opportunity. Um, just sitting in the Dubbo airport this morning, there was, you know, fly and fly out workers everywhere. It was packed. Um, and so that sense of opportunity has to be matched by the people to fill those roles. And I'll be working with businesses in that um, original footprint, but then spreading out as we go. Um, essentially, though, anyone in the world can download Rocket at the moment, but the key will be in building a pool of willing workers in a region um, so that you can have that market. And, and one of the good things that people have kind of highlighted, because I've been doing lots of meetings before the app was built, yep. um, you can you can feel as, as little as a shift to a full-time role. So pubs in Broken Hill, for example, are really excited about the fact that if someone um, fails to turn up for a shift, they can go on to Rocket and go into that pool of workers and say, have you got three hours tonight? you're on, and, and that's how quickly it should work. So covering the gig economy as well. Covering the I'm, I'm, I'm looking for global domination. Like, really? Yeah. I, I said a terrible thing. I, I did an interview in Dubbo yesterday, and now I, I don't know why I'm talking about it. I said, you know, go big or go home. And, like, really, if you're going to do something, you may as well have a global lens on, on an app like Rocket because that's the beauty of having an app. There's, you know, there's... There should be an agile workforce, and that's what we're trying to produce. Absolutely. And splitting that up into maybe the gig economy um, workers, as well as the seasonal and then also permanent part-time, how do businesses sort of split that in their marketing or their approach? Do they need to? I don't think they need to. I think the marketing is pretty standard. Yep. Um, as, you, as you put in your profile in Rocket, you there's options for what you tick and you can, you know, you can either define specific hours or you can say um, hours negotiable. Um, it goes down at least whether there's accommodation available. It's sort of, it's trying to encompass all of the things, whether you're a full-time person who lives in the community or a, or a seasonal worker on the harvest trail. Amazing. And if we're a business looking for new and innovative ways to get the best workers on board, how can we do so? Like how does the business actually sign up to the platform? Like the job seekers, they just download it off the Apple App Store or Google Play. Yep. Um, it's Rocket, R-O-C-K-T, and um, just set up your profile. And it's it's free to set up the profile. And then um, it's $29.99 to post a job. And that gives you, in the 12-month pilot, that gives you unlimited jobs. Um, down the track in about 12 months, we'll have a, a varied, a, like a tiered subscription. Um, but while we're new, we're, we're offering it uh, a pretty cheap sort of rate at $29.99. For job seekers, it's free because we want to get the numbers in there. Yep. And we want to sort of, it's going to be really critical to have a, a large number of job seekers to then, you know, fight for those jobs and, and compete. Um, but we're also, the, the key aspect of what we do is promoting those jobs then on social media. And we 
So as well as the job poster, which is the business, as well as them marketing themselves, we then market them as well via our social media. Amazing. And what's the future? I know you've only sort of just started, but what's the next couple of years entail for Rocket? Where do you hope for it to go? Uh, so I've got um, a board of directors now and one of them's in England. So the next step will probably be to expand into Europe. Yep. Um, but also there's a, there's already interest in New Zealand as well. So there's obviously parallels to what we do in Australia and New Zealand, particularly with seasonal workers. Um, so I think that the spread will be pretty quick in the Pacific and then uh, Europe is our next focus. Amazing. So for Rocket, what would you encompass it to be? What's the vision for it as well in one sentence? I want it to be like the Uber or the Tinder or the Instagram for recruitment. Amazing. So for anyone looking for a role or a business looking to get employees, have a look at Rocket. We'll put it in the show notes as well so people can go and find it quite easy. But for the next guest on the podcast, Holly, what's a question that you'd like to ask them without knowing who they are? What inspires them and what drives them? Great stuff. I'll follow along to see who that question goes to, but what are the business goals for yours is your question as well. My business goals? Uh, I, I want, I want rap, uh, Rocket. I'd like Rocket to provide rapid uplift so that the tagline we've created, so it's Rocket for Rapid Uplift. I would like that to happen for people who need it. And I would like this to be a tool that actually really genuinely helps all aspects of the users who will download it. Amazing. And a piece of farms advice you'd like the listeners to take away from this episode? Say that again? piece of farms advice you'd like the listeners to take away from this episode? Never do circle work in a Volkswagen Golf. Beautiful. Something we haven't had before on the show. And as a quick reminder for anyone to get in touch, you can download it on Apple and Google Store, can you? Absolutely. And if people want to get in touch, they can um, search for Rocket. It's rocket.com.au, the website. And there's you can keep in touch by filling out the form there. Um, but we're all, we're on social media as well. We're kind of all over the digital space, Jack. In fact, I um, I was with some recruitment people. So I, I look at recruitment people as people we can collaborate with. Yep. And I feel guilty because I feel so excited about Rocket, what Rocket's going to do for recruitment. I feel like I'm I'm a little bit of a, an understated threat on the horizon. But um, at the same time, I think we can all work together. Uh, but, I, but I also think that Recruitment's so incredibly old-fashioned in the way we work. Even the digital platforms, you still have to respond and reply to a job post. Yeah. So I'm really excited about disrupting the industry in, all, in a very efficient and exciting way. Absolutely. More efficient. We'll take that on board. Well, Paula, thanks for coming on to the Farms Vice podcast and giving us a brief about what Rocket is for anyone out there looking to be involved can do so. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for having me. This Farms Advice episode does not stop here. Come and join the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, and even join our Facebook group.
Go to farmsadvice.com.au for more on this episode and spread the hashtag farmsadvice to your mates. If you can leave a review on Apple or Spotify, that will let other farmers find us too. But until then, see you next Tuesday.